0: an opportunity to reveal a lot about who we are to each
1: other and who we can be to each other. Hi, I'm Vicki Robin. In partnership with the Post Carbon Institute, I'm hosting short to the point conversations with diverse cultural scouts, asking each one the same question, what could possibly go right? The invitation is to see through these wise eyes what is opening up in the present moment as normal is upended and next is not at all clear. These conversations were recorded a few months into the pandemic and in the weeks following the murder of George Floyd. Let's see what today's guest says. Hi, this is Vicki and it's What Could Possibly Go Right and today I'm with a friend, a teacher, uh, amazing woman, Victoria Santos, uh, for our 15 to 20 minute conversation. And here's a little bio and then off we go. So Victoria Santos uses she, her, and she's co-executive director of Young Women Empowered. She's a leader who works for social justice and racial equity with institutions, schools, community organizations, and in the US and internationally. Victoria is Spanish fluent, Afro-Latina, immigrant born in the Dominican Republic. Her commitment to social justice and service has expressed itself in many forms over the past 30 years, including designing programs, community advocacy, facilitating groups, and community development in the US and international. Victoria emphasizes intersectional awareness, individual and collective healing, and commitment to compassionate action. And I can confirm that all that is true. So, hi, Victoria. And we're gonna just dive into the question of the day, which is the question of the month, or the question of the hour. It's uh, this question of what, in all that is coming apart, do you see sprouting? What, What could possibly go right from your perspective, from the seat you have, on in in envisioning the future or seeing the future arising in the moment. So what could possibly go right? Thank
0: you, Vicki. Thank you so much for inviting me to uh, partake in this interview with you. Uh, and for just um, give me some space to reflect some of the things that I'm seeing and and some of the thoughts that I've been that have been percolated in, in my mind. Um, you know, before we started, we were talking a little bit about um, the protests and, like, post. You know, like, we have COVID, and now we have the protests, and in 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 both of them, I'm seeing as an opportunity to reveal a lot about who we are to each other and who we can be to each other. So, you know, with with COVID, I was beginning to see how, and and I must say, you know. The, First of all, there's an undue burden on people of color, black, Latinos, indigenous people, the disproportionate burden, primarily because we have had systems in place that have been um, disenfranchising all of these groups that have not had adequate healthcare, education, housing, you know, food, access to nutrition, access to medicine, all of these things, right? So of course you get a pandemic and this is the group that's gonna be most impacted. Then we have the hunting down of an unarmed young man just jogging in the street. And then we have police breaking into this young woman's home and killing her in her bed while she's asleep. And then we have this police officer putting his knee, on this man's neck while he screamed and begged for breath and finally while he screamed and begged for his mother you know and then we have people uprising and saying enough is enough right? and regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not taking onto the streets to protest the injustice and the injustice that we have been suffering in this country that tells me People are gonna die. We're gonna die. It's time to take her onto the street and change the system. So what could go right is that the moment it was set, the moment was set for people to rebel, for people to say enough is enough. We can not continue to live in this system that has been impacting all of us in, in disproportionately. And also Those are are people who are, you know, have been just working really, really hard and living at home and living without, um, maybe not being impacted, but have been also disconnected from their families, from their children, from community. You know, we have been, the way that this capitalist, white supremacist system has been developed has been just wreaking havoc on the entire planet. The entire planet. Isn't that just here in the US? I mean, we see before, before COVID hit, we were seeing the immigration crisis. And we were seeing that people were being forced out of their homes because we in the West and we here in the United States and in other developed countries have been using disproportionate resources at their expense we have children all over the world that are living in garbage dumps that are drinking water that are contaminated by toxic chemicals and by 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 all of these agro products that are contaminating the earth contaminating the air making people sick okay and and i'm making their homes inhabitable so they have to leave and flee in order to be able to find places to live now in addition to that we have been arming people all over the world making it even more uninhabitable due to the wars that have been perpetrated on civilians so this crisis is a crisis for that has been going on for generations and generations and generations, right? And it's just been accumulating, accumulating. We're blowing up the top of mountains. We're contaminating rivers. We are um, destroying forest to grow cattle so we can have cheap beef. It is just, it is total chaos. It is total chaos. And I tell you, um, this pandemic has been very difficult on a lot of us, myself included, a lot of us. But I tell you, it is, has kind of been a wake up call because nature, Mother Earth, will take care of Mother Earth. We, have been, we share this planet with so many other beings, so many other beings, that our behavior have discounted them and have destroyed their habitats, have destroyed and killed their children, have made them extinct. Who are we to think that we have that privilege to just ransack this planet with no consequences? It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. So you asked the question, what could go right? What could go right And I'm not sure if it will. Because even as I see the signs of people kind of open things opening up again, I am afraid that we might go back to sleep. So what could go right is that we wake up. We wake up and we begin to figure out how to live in harmony with the planet, with the other species that are here and with each other. It is not okay. It is not okay for us to accumulate so much at other people's expenses. It is not okay for children to die of starvation, of malnutrition, of not having access to medicine. It's not okay. It is not okay for the whales to starve and be on the shores of the beaches because we want to get pleasure in our our expense. We have to learn we have to learn to share. And so, you know, COVID was, is a really quick and hard lesson for a lot of people because all of a sudden, and I know that it's been hard. I know I have friends who are parents, for instance, you know, and all of a sudden they were sequestered with their family and their children. And they're like, oh my gosh, Victoria, I don't know how to be in this house all the time with my kids and my husband or, oh my gosh, I am a single parent and I'm having to take care of my children and they're trying to do school on, online and watch all these videos and they're like five or 10 and they can't manage. I can't deal with this, you know? I'm gonna, I'm driving myself nuts. I mean, it's it's real like that. And I also know that the, that not everyone has a safe home. So, you know, when people had to be have a a stay at home those people who were privileged enough to have a home you know it wasn't necessarily a safe place for them to be and then we have you know people who are not don't have a home you know like most of the world you know within most of the world also don't have clean waters to wash their hands and to in in the materials to clean themselves so people are just dying there's a lot, there's just a lot going on. And then we have people that have observed different rituals for death, you know, and they're having family members and people die and they cannot perform those rituals. Mm -hmm. And just the pain, the pain, I mean, I I feel it in my heart, I feel it in my, you know, and it's, and at the same time, I mean, there's some things that, there's some things that people won't say, you know, And, and part of that is, why must
1: other species become extinct and not us? Can I, can I just ask, um, you know, in this context of, I mean, I really appreciate how you've brought the suffering, um, you know, all the suffering into this moment and you've brought it through your heart and then your words, you know, it's like, what a gift. And um, so in this question of what could possibly go right, uh, I have two things that maybe you could riff on. One is um, we know at an individual level that there's a redemptive power of pain, that the pain gets so bad that you have to wake up. And so, so can you see places, not in theory, but can you see places where people are actually getting the suffering at a level that they haven't gotten it before. You know, sort of a metanoia, sort of like a, you know, an anonymous group, you know, where we just like go like, no, this is like the whole thing can't continue. So if you see anything like that bubbling up. um, And then the other question you could go with, and you know, we just, we have maybe five minutes to go there, um, would be that, you know, there's this word intersectionality, which is, you know, it's, it's an opaque word until you really work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you're talking about and from is the intersectionality of pain, that it's all from the same source. That, that, that's part of what intersectionality is. You see, oh, I see. You know, the, the pain that I'm feeling is actually the pain you're feeling, and there's a source that we are both, that's coming at both of us, that we wanna see. So the alignment isn't just out of virtue. The alignment is out of shared experience. Uh, So anyway, just either one of those to like focus in right now on what you see emerging that people watching or listening to this could actually um, put their focus on energize, support, you know? It's like, because our attention can make things expand. So that's, there you go, pitching you another one.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Um, The pain, that the pain became so bad that they have to change. This is what I'm concerned about because right now the pain seems to be primarily being felt by people who have been in pain already. Most of the people that I know are in pain, but when you hear and see and I read of other people who are very affluent, who have asses, they're not in that much pain. A lot of people are in inconvenience. inconvenience. They're feeling like, oh, I need to go get a haircut and I'm not getting it or I, you know, or something like that, or my maid can come to clean my house or, you know, things like that. But they're not in that much pain. And so I'm concerned that, you know, unless they feel the pain of this unjust system, that they're gonna go right back to creating the same junk that's been created, that we've been spoon fed and that things are not gonna get changed. Now, at the same time, I hold that the people that are in pain, that they are gonna rise up as they've been and that they're gonna form coalition and that we're gonna create and demand change. So, so I hold those
1: two. Right. Exactly. I think this moment, in my experience, in this moment, many issues that I have understood with my head have dropped into my heart. So the heartbreak of the moment actually is f- for me at least, you know, and maybe I'm not representative, but I'm I'm upholding that. That the pain is seeping in people are understanding the pain of it not just the mental analysis of injustice so may that be so victoria may the pain may that of
0: this be so that I mean, we do live in a we do live in an energetic field and because there is so much pain that, that there is a possibility that that is that that could happen and i i will hold to that but i also know that we have to work for, uh, right. for for things to change, right? So that we can, it's not just about like feeling the pain and then doing something and feeling good. It's about really getting to work to dismantle right these systems of oppression that are keeping black and indigenous and other people of color oppressed and at the servitude of white dominant culture. It is not okay to continue to, to promulgate and to, and to create images where people of color, Black people in particular, are demonized and vilified so that people get conditioned from birth to hate Black people and to hate Blackness. Right. And that it feels okay to have their neck, their knees on their neck to kill them. You know, that the reason why the George Floyd um incident has become so widespread is because we could see ourselves in him. Right. It is not okay.
1: Exactly. So I, I I think we can um this is not about hope. This is about what we are noticing. Yeah. And um one thing i would say is that the revolution is getting filmed and we are seeing we are seeing the pain we're not hearing about it we're not reading about it we're seeing it and hopefully i know it's not about hope but seeing
0: the effects We're seeing that. We're seeing some of that, but we're still not even seeing enough of it.
1: Exactly.
0: Because the media company in this country is still controlled by five corporations. Right. They're still very much centering what people are able to see and are distorting the messages.
1: Perhaps from this conversation, just merely from the conversation, from hearing you, people can feel called to do their work to turn the pain into anti-racist work, anti-war, anti-racist, poor people's campaign. I mean, this is sort of like it's revealed and now we see the work ahead. Will we do it? That's the question. And will the people who've been most privileged do the work? So maybe that's, that's a wrap where we can ask Will we do the work to dismantle the system that is causing pain to so many communities in this world? So a challenge is also what could possibly go right is basically people have a challenge that they can rise to. So thank you.
0: Thank you for your time. Yeah. Please continue to do the work and um, and help your brothers and sisters awaken.
1: I I got it. I'm doing it with all my heart.